Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Hand Your Shit Podcast. Happy New Year. Wow, it's been a whirlwind of highs and lows. And, um, you know, as I was um, getting on the mic this morning, still before the end of the year, um, I came to myself, meaning I had to be get real with myself. I've been really working my little butt off <laughs> when it comes to this podcast, and I really haven't taken a real serious break. And so um, I decided, okay, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to continue with the episodes from the vault um, because I think for those of you who are new to Amiga Handle Your Shit, you need to check out these amazing women who continue to pave the wave for other amigas out there. And so I felt that it was important for me to rest up a little bit, you know, because um, podcasting is not only lonely, um, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And I don't think people really realize that how much hours I put into this beautiful, beautiful um, podcast that I started back in the when the pandemic hit back in March in 2020. And so I have over a hundred episodes and I love every guest. And so in doing this break, I realize that when I want to come back, I come back on my birthday month, which is in February. And I will be bringing you some really, really killer, amazing women and hombres. Yes, yes. There's going to be more men on this podcast. And I'm going to make that assertion now um, so that you can stay tuned and have a male perspective also on this podcast. Because there's a lot of men out there, including my, my man, who really um, believe in women empowerment and will go the extra mile to make sure that a woman's voice is heard. Um, and so I love that about our men. And um, speaking of, you know, being heard, um, I listened to my body and my body was saying, it's okay, it's okay to take some time. Um, I've been uh, doing not only my um, live vision process, but I also have a board, a vision board. And the entire thing was about influence. And um, as you all know, I'm writing this wonderful book and I get to show you, unleash it in this year. 
and I've been talking to a publisher. Um, my publisher wants all kinds of stuff. I think that's what publishers do. They push you. And so in order to maximize influence, that would require that I pause a couple of things so that I can be my authentic, influential self in this coming year. So with that in mind, amigas, um, I ask you to um, listen to these old episodes, um, tag me, and let me know that you're listening, and also tell me what would you like to hear, because sometimes, I, like I said, I feel like I'm like a lone soldier here, and I kind of just put episodes that I think amigas want to hear, but I know that there are amigas out there who want to hear something different. And I am so open to that. So if you know of someone who may be, um, you know, of, of, a of a knowledge of, of a field that, um, is not in the mainstream, those are the ones I want. I, I want women and men who have been able to navigate their own path in a very different, non-conventional, non-traditional space. So if you know of anyone, please, 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 you know, let me know. You can DM me um, in my Instagram, which I'm going to repeat here, um, because obviously I'm like, oh, what is it? What? How do you what's the name? It's, it's Jackie underscore Tapia dot one. So if you can DM me there and you tell me that you listen to the podcast and that you're making us suggestions, I would love that. Also, uh, I would also love a five-star review because the algorithms, um, uh, that's how it all works out. That's how I get my name out there and continue to influence amigas across the globe and, um, and amigos too, because I have amigos listening as well. So, um, without further ado, um, this is one of my, my early on episodes from the vault. And like I said, happy new year, amigas. And I will be coming back on in my birthday month, which is February. Love you. Hello, amigas, and how are you doing? Welcome, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So today we have a very special person. Her name is Carla Sandoval. Carla Sandoval is the director of the Latina Leadership Academy's Entrepreneur Program. This is a program that is in the um, Marshall School of Business for University of Southern California. She is a highly acclaimed speaker, leader, businesswoman, and an executive president team member with the Herbal Life International. Carla travels the world as a master speaker, motivating a whole new generation of entrepreneurs and business professionals, teaching effective tools and strategies for generating huge success. Carla leads success training seminars throughout the United States and abroad, including Puerto Rico, Mexico, Norway, Canada, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, and Iceland. Carla is so amazing, and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode as she drops a lot of gold. Hello, 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 amigas. How are you all? This is Jackie from Handling Your Shit. So you know what we do here. We have amazing conversations with amigas from all over the world. And I'm super excited to have a special, beautiful soul. Her name is Carla Sandoval. And I am excited for you to get to know her here at Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So this is the beautiful thing about uh, proximity is she's a good friend of one of my very special friends and uh, her name is Sandra Williams. They're like Amiga sisters. And of course I needed to have this amazing soul to be on the podcast because you're going to learn so much from her. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Miss Carla Sandoval. Thank you for the invitation. When I got your message, I was like, really? Okay, let's do this. I, I will let you know this is officially, as I've done other things before, but this is my official 
first podcast interview ever. So oh, this is, uh, yeah. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's exciting to, um, like be, have like virgins. <laughs> <laughs> out there beautiful 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 so amiga so tell when i got it i was like okay beautiful i am so excited for you to be here and amigas after they are going to learn so much from you you have so much to provide so much information and you have such a tremendous um you know perspective and background so amigas this woman is a latina and we need to learn who is she where is she from? What's her background? So Carla, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. So thank you. So yes, I am uh, originariamente from Uruapan, Michoacán, Mexico. Wow. Yes, it's a beautiful state. And uh, so I was actually born there. I was born in Urapan. And I was I am the youngest of three. I have two older brothers. And, uh, you know, I come from I think this is relevant for this podcast. I, I was born into a very go getting high energy, handle your shit kind of a family. <laughs> um, my mother and it's funny, right, because they say that you how you come to this world really impacts you right so my father was traveling and uh, I don't think a lot of people know this my mother was like I was ready to come out of her belly I think I was like a couple of weeks like you know past the due date and uh and my mom handled her stuff and walked herself to the hospital because there was nobody around and she didn't wait for anybody and there was no uber back then right so she literally walked herself to the hospital and uh and that's how i came to this world so um <laughs> so yeah so i was born in mexico i was uh raised there until i was about five years old and in uh when i was five uh, some, I mean, before that things happened, you know, that happened in Mexico and my parents were like, we need to get out of here. And, um, so they picked up their stuff and, uh, my, my, my uncle, my aunt, my cousins, my aunt, my cousins, my mom and my three, and, my, and our three siblings. So like 13 of us in a van came to the United States with a, with a trailer in the back full of things. Cause they were going to come to America to open a restaurant. Ooh. So, yeah. So we, everything came broken. They brought ceramic things. <laughs> so the <laughs> restaurant never opened. So there's your first lesson. And that is things don't always go as planned, mm -hmm. but guess what? They pivoted and they started another business when they got here. But anywho, um, I got here to the U S I was only five or so. And, um, you know, when I got here, I uh, I didn't speak any English. I didn't um, I didn't know the culture, obviously. But I think one of the things that, and this is so relevant for everybody who's listening, and that is that when you're young, you don't know any better, right? So you just you handle your stuff. And so I went into an elementary school, and I remember like getting laughed at because I didn't know the language. And luckily, a lot of them spoke Spanish, so I could still communicate. But, um, you know, it took one thing, one thing to make all that switch around. And that was that um, the teacher was yelling across. Remember the, the, the schools back? I don't know about now, but they had like a huge playground and all the rooms were around. She was like, your backpack your backpack. And I was like, ¿Qué? No te entiendo. <laughs> and I finally came back and she's like, your backpack. And all the kids started laughing because I didn't understand. Well, that's all it took, Jackie. I don't know how I got a hold of uh, a, a Disney thing that had a bunch of books. Alice in Wonderland was my go-to and audios and tapes on this side and all the books on this side. And I remember going up to the roof of my home with a little cassette player, putting it in. And I literally taught myself how to speak English and um, reading like, you know, once upon a time, like I, mean, I was like listening and following. And so I, cause my parents, like most, you know, immigrant parents, they were working around the clock. So it was my two brothers and myself. And uh, we were there all the time alone. That just has a quick, it's a quick re reflection of that's how I came to this country. And that's pretty much where I come from, which has molded who I am today. 
Oh my God. I love that. Starting with your mom walking pregnant. Come on. I've been pregnant. There's no effing way <laughs> I would have, would have been able to do that. Oh my God. How amazing is that? So you came out like as a power woman from the get go <laughs> and you know, you didn't let anybody stop you. You were handling your shit from the beginning. You got these tapes. You learned how to, how to speak in, in English all on your own. And that just goes with the whole like being having, you know, owning your shit right from the beginning. Sometimes it's it's uh, learned, but sometimes it's just this is who you are. This yeah. is who you are. So tell me, Carla, or tell us here with Amiga Handle Your Shit. OK, so then you learned Spanish and then you went through school. So did you go to schools here in Los Angeles or somewhere else in California or where did you go? Yeah, so I was actually raised in the Bay Area, you know, Silicon. Okay. Well, it was not Silicon Valley back right. then. <laughs> right. was, I grew up in Redwood City, California, okay. and that's where we came to the U.S. So I was there all the way through junior high, well, elementary school, really. And uh, and then my parents, once again, saw that that neighborhood that we were in was probably not the best. This is in the 80s, so drugs and things like that were very, very, very very, 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 very much around us. And so my parents were like, we need to get the kids out of here. And um, we ended up moving to Sacramento. My parents were making a trip to Reno, took an exit to go to the restroom, saw the city called Roseville, California. And they were like, these people look different, swirled around. And they made the decision to move a few months later. Um, we moved to Roseville, which is right by Sacramento. Okay. And I went there to high school. And uh, and then when I was there, I, uh, you know, we didn't have the financial means for me to go to the university. And I knew that. And so I went to a junior high for two years there. But I had my eye on I'm going to go to a major university. So while I was at a junior college, my brother, Eric, who I'm so grateful for him, brought me down to LA. He was here in Costa Mesa and toured all these campuses. And I saw a lot of campuses that I fell in love with. But the moment I walked into USC, uh, University of Southern California, yes, fight on. I know fight on. Fight <laughs> yes. on. <laughs> the moment I walked on, it was like these birds were like, you must come here. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so what happened is um, I applied to only two schools, um, Berkeley, because my professor insisted I did not want to, I am not a Berkeley person. Um, no offense. Like I have a lot yeah. of good friends that go there. just not my culture. Right. And, uh, and I applied there. I wasn't, I wasn't accepted. And I applied to USC. And uh, I want to share this with you guys because I feel that this is so relevant, especially in the situation that we're in right now, where a lot of people, especially women, I think, had a taste of what it was like to be home. And although the homeschooling, well, wasn't very fun for a lot of us, um, you know, I feel that a lot of people were like, whoa, what if I could work from home? What if I could do something from home? So what I will say to you is this, when I applied to USC, I didn't hear from them for a while. And I knew that I wanted that. So I was so persistent. I called and I called and I called and they were like, you need to wait. I'm like, and I called and I called and I finally spoke to the Dean of the Marshall School of Business. And I won't go through the conversation, but basically he looked at my transcripts. He saw that something was that it didn't make sense. And I was like, that was my moment. That was my moment to sell my, well, I skipped first year. I'm a little nerd. So I first, I skipped first year calculus in oh, college nice. and he was like, you're missing a class. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you, I only see second year calculus. Why don't you have first year? And I was like, oh, this is my chance. So what I say to our, the viewers here, the people that are listening is that you have to really acknowledge, see where there's opportunities. Like there's a crack that opens you got to go in. And so that's what happened. He was like, I don't see your first year calculus. And I was like, this is my moment. So I totally sold myself on why I skipped, how smart I was. Because see, I feel like a lot of times, especially as women, Jackie, yeah. we know our worth, but we don't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Like 
a escondidas, like behind closed doors with your really, really good friends, somebody will say like, you look good. You're like, I know, don't I? Oh my God, girl, I know. But you don't acknowledge that if it's with other people. And that's just a silly example, right? But I mean, how many of us want to make a change in your life? How many of us want to do something different, but for whatever reason, no te atreves, like you don't, don't take a chance. And the moment that you see a little crack, you gotta be like, maybe this is it. And like, get in there. So that's what happened. So I gra- I got into USC and I graduated. Um, and uh, I've been a rebel my entire life. I made my own degree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you made your own degree. Knocking the opportunity, taking charge. I mean, girl, this is what it's all about. Handling your shit. From whenever you see that little crack, like you said, that's when you go in and start asking questions and start handling it. I'm so excited that Amigas out here are are listening to this conversation because that is just one thing that you've done, that you you went in and, and, and had that crack and you're like, I'm going in. Tell us another time that this happened. Um, well... I guess it wasn't so much like that exactly, but the other time that, so I was at USC and um, well, I guess at USC, as for those of you guys who don't know, the way that the university operates is in a very competitive environment. Like, <laughs> like your grades depend on how you do compared to others. So you could have have gotten a 90% on your exam, but if everybody else got a 90%, you just got to see in the class. So like, it's very competitive, right, Jackie? I know that you went there as well. Oh, yes. Yes. So um, when I was there, my girlfriend, so here's the thing, one of the things, amigas, I want to encourage all of you who are listening to this, and that is that be so mindful who you surround yourself with. Like, you got to have a community of people, okay? I have a community of women, and I have a community of men. Like I'm not, I love women, but I'm not, I'm not, a t- I'm personally not somebody that only has women around them because I feel like men also give you such a great perspective on things that we just, you know, they're different. Um, so I roomed with amazing human beings who very challenged me very, very much. And one of them, um, my, one of my best friends, she was like, let's go overseas. And um, we wanted to go to Spain. Well, there was an overseas program in, in, um, in uh, USC, and you could go like, I forgot the countries you could choose from, but one of them was Spain. And, uh, and you know, and you're not, you don't all get accepted. Like, it's a process to go. Like, you would think you just pay and you go. No, at USC, you have to interview. And, uh, and then here it goes again, right? Like, my girlfriend and I, we were planning on both of us going. And, uh, and so then long story short, we interviewed and I've always been, um, (laughs) so I'm just going to say this. I've always been very confident and I feel like sometimes women could think like, well, I just don't want to be conceited. I'm going to tell you something, amiga, if you don't stand up for yourself and sell yourself, who else is? So when I went into that interview, like, I remember, like, you know, I sold myself, like, because they were like, well, why should we choose you? And I was like, well, let me tell you. And I feel feel like sometimes women, especially, are very humble, like, well, you know, because, and then you even soften your voice rather than my mom, Jackie, my mom used to say, okay, so I hope this is not inappropriate. Chi chi sa, tell me in, nalgas out. That's what she would tell me. Like, <laughs> I love that. So, in English, it's um, boobies out, stomach in, booty out. So like stand straight, basically. Uh, but she wouldn't tell me to stand straight. She would be like, Carla, chichi's out, you know? And and uh, so it was like one of those moments, right? That it was like, okay, let me tell you why me. And anyhow, um, you know, the moment wasn't, I didn't look too well. But again, I kept going to ask, how is the process going? How's the process going? Well, my best friend, it was her idea to go. Okay. It was her idea to go. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. She ended up not getting accepted. So now the question is, do I go or do I stay? Right. And I just want to invite everybody who's listening. How many of you would maybe feel guilty for going? 
or would say, well, I'm not going to go because I don't know anybody or would say, well, I can't go without her. Right. And so here's the thing. Those questions did cross my mind. I'm not going to lie, Jackie, but because I have such amazing, beautiful friends, she was like, no, you go. I would go without you. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that is awesome. And so I ended up going right. And, um, and it wasn't an easy process, but I guess my lesson to you is like, for everybody who's listening, it's like, how many times do we want something? And again, and door opens, but maybe you don't walk through it because of consideration of other people. And you hold yourself back because of el que dirán, like they say in Spanish, which is like, what is everybody going to say? Or feeling like you're going to leave people behind. But I'll end it with this. And that is that anytime you're going to, make strides in life you're going to leave it's inevitable inevitable you're gonna leave some people behind that doesn't mean that you cannot turn around and still have contact with them but sometimes people are not going to go at your pace and you just have to ask yourself you know am i worth it enough to keep going because so many times we hold ourselves back, whether it's from our significant other, our friends, our family, our coworkers, whatever. And you don't live your full life all because of your consideration for others when maybe they don't even, they're not even asking you to stay back. Like you hold yourself back a lot of the times. Don't you think, Jackie? Like Exactly, exactly. That is the problem. I believe that. And we've been very much, this is part of our culture. We have been learned, we've been taught to be more, oh, be more demure, be more calladita, it, you know, wait your turn, don't, don't offend anyone. Don't interrupt. Um, don't interrupt. Yeah. And, and, and so we grew up with those, those notions, those, I mean, they're, they're, they're great traits to have, but at the same time, when you're growing up, you have no, you don't realize that. No, like uh, sometimes that's not good for you. That's not good for you. And I'm glad that you're saying this. I'm totally, totally in it with you because we need to stand up for what we believe in and, and really speak up. If we want that job, we need to go and seek it out. We need to speak up. I mean, really, I think we as Latinas, we, we um, innately are super powerful at beyond measure, but we, because we've been culturized to be more subdued, we we have played into that system. And we need more amigas such as you, Carla, who can like say, no, you gotta go for it. You don't, whenever that crack opens, whenever someone you're going on a trip or you're you're trying to go somewhere together with somebody else and that person doesn't get in, was well, ni modo, I got in, so I'm going. <laughs> right? Like don't don't stop yourself, don't limit yourself. So I, I love what you're saying about that, Carla. So, so then she didn't go, but you did. So let's talk more about what happened after. No, not on this podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that kind of podcast, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe so. <laughs> um, no, it was really fun. I have to say, you know, um, it, it was very fun. It was uh, probably one of the most um, I feel that everybody needs, if you like, well, I, even if you don't like it, maybe you don't like it because you don't know you like it, you know, but I feel that everybody needs to travel. I feel that when you travel, your world just opens up. Like you have such an understanding for things, people, cultures, differences, ideas, like your world just opens. Um, and so that's what it did for me. And so what ended up happening was, um, it's okay, I can tell you. So I had a little boyfriend over there, so it was fun. You know? And uh, but it was it was an experience because I, you know, I had never dated somebody outside of my culture, right? And so that was not that was an experience. Um, and just traveling was really really great. Experiencing different foods. One of the things I feel like one of the things that I got from that trip. And that is, again, I feel like right now it's relevant for me to share this for the situation that we're in. And that is that I was exposed to a different way of doing things. 
And uh, when I was there, I remember so vividly, I was in, um, which I don't know, maybe this is why I named my son unconsciously Sebastian. I was in San Sebastian, which is like the northern part of Spain. It's so gorgeous over there. And I remember being in a cafe, like outside, just like you would think in the movies, like outside, drinking some wine, overlooking the, like, uh, not the ocean, but I don't know what was there. The water thing was there. Uh, The marina, there we go. The marina and all these boats and you know, I was a student, so I was like, this is the kind of life I want to live. And in that moment, like, I feel like I was exposed. Now, granted, I was on my parents' credit card, okay? So, like, it was like, it wasn't my money, but I remember thinking, like, yo quiero vivir así. Like, I want to live like this. I want to travel. I want to be able to eat good food and travel to beautiful places. And that gave me a burning desire to come back. And um, I had... So because of that, remember that because of that freedom kind of a feeling, when I came back to the U.S., I got a job. Um, I won't name the company, but it was a very amazing company. And everybody wanted that job from USC. Everybody wanted it. So because everybody wanted it, I felt like I had to take it because I was like, well, everybody wants it, but I got the job. So I guess I'm going to take it. And I was there for three whole months, Jackie. That one, that two, three months. That was it. It's all I lasted. And <laughs> all I lasted. And I love that. <laughs> well, because I think like when you have, like, I feel like sometimes people go like, I don't know what my purpose is. And I get that. Or people say like, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to challenge you that you probably do do. You probably do know, but you don't allow yourself to like tap into that because of the fear of how am I going to do it? So, you know, I knew, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to live like that. I wanted to have freedom. So when I worked for this particular company for three whole months, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm here. What else can I do? And I didn't like it. I was like, this is not for me. So again, some now that I'm talking, I'm like, gosh, this is like my pattern here. Um, somebody named, well, I won't name his name. He was in the company for many years. That person that I was in the company with, um, I can't say her. Okay. So this particular, my boss, my boss, she gave me a task. And I just, when you don't know any better, like I said, when I first started, like when you're little, you have no limitations. So I didn't know any better. So she was like, go get this. I don't know. Let's say, go make this book. And I went and I made the book and I came down and I was, I had the book in my hand. And this particular person was like, what is that? I'm like, oh, the book I just made. He's like, you just made that book as an example. And I said, yeah. And he's like, I have been here for however many years he was there for like 15 something years. And I still don't know how to use that machine to make that book. (laughs) And remember chichis up, right? So I put my chichis up. And I was like, oh, well, I'm only, and this was not good. This is not good emotional intelligence. I was like, oh, well, I've already been here three months. Remember, I was only 23 years old, okay? And I was like, oh, I'm like justifying my, my, my ignorance here. But I was like, oh, well, I'm only, I've only been here for three months and I was able to do it. It's not that hard. He turned around. Don't say that, okay? That was not a good move on my behalf. But he said, you're such a show off. And he walked away. That was it, Jackie. I got in the car crying and, uh, and I was like, dad, I hate this job. And my dad said to me, well, I won't really tell you what he told me, but he said, I didn't pay your education for you to make another son of a beep, 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 rich. Yeah. And that was it. I quit my job the next, that was like that weekend. I didn't go back. I, I never collected my last paycheck. That was not a good move on my behalf, but I just had so much shame going yeah. back because I quit. Like I didn't even like give my two weeks notice. That was totally irresponsible of me, but you know, I ended up quitting. And because of that moment, I ended up launching my own business and I was only 23 years old. I moved up to Sacramento and my parents were living in a really nice home in El Dorado Hills. And I was living with my parents with no money, no car, nothing. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, like I'm going backwards in life. Mm -hmm. And because of that, 
I had a huge burning desire to get that. And my parents are great, okay? But they're Latino, so they're like, adonde vas? Where are you going? When are you going to come back? And I was like, I have not had rules for three years, so it was really difficult. So that burning desire, Jackie, with six, six, six dollars to my name, I borrowed my mom's car and I started my business. And um, fast forward 13 months later, my business hit over a million dollars in sales. What? I can, I, can, I, can I join in? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I Tell can. us about this business. Okay. This is, this is incredible, Amiga. So listen up. You know, when sometimes when uh, you get a pebble on the road, just like this former boss talking smack to my, my beautiful friend here, Carla, you know, you take that, don't, you, yes, we'll do a pity party little bit, you know, and it's okay, but then you need to wake up and move forward because those are gifts. That pebble on the road was a gift. So please tell us, okay, this million dollar, okay, okay, okay. Now. We're getting into the big league. So tell us about this. How can we do that? How can we manifest that? So, yeah, it was literally manifestation. Because if you ask me what I did, yes, I worked really, 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 really hard. But it was, and if your guys are taking any notes, I, if you take one piece of notes, it would be this. And it was ignorance on fire. <laughs> That's what it was. Like, I, um, I, uh, you know, I basically what happened was, and I, I don't mean that completely, but that's how I started. And the reason I say that, Jackie, is because I feel that there's a lot of people right now, especially with the pandemic situation and everything, that they need to start a side hustle or they need to start a hustle or they need to start a business. Pero no se avientan. Like they don't, they don't throw themselves in it because they feel like they got to have all figured out. You, so that's why I say I was ignorance on fire. I had no idea what I was doing, but I kind of did. So what happened was I, um, I'm an executive president's team member with Herbalife now, um, but I started the Herbalife business. And the reason I chose that opportunity was because like you, you get to decide how much money you make based on your own effort. So that's one thing I loved because the previous job, the better I did, the more work they give me, they would give me. Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm like. Yeah, for sure. Right? And they're not paying yeah. me more, Jackie. It's not like they're like, okay, well, we're giving you more work, so we're going to pay you more. No. They're like, esta es bien chingona. Give her more. <laughs> right? Like, she's, she's a hard worker. Give her more. Give her more. And, and me, I was like, I was like, you know, really chichis up. I was like, they, they're giving me more work. Until one of my guy friends, Mr. Jay Serene, he said, do you realize they're paying you less by the minute. And I'm like, what do you mean? No, I'm getting paid the same. And then he said, no, you're, no, you're not. Because you're now doing more work for the same pay. See, here's the thing I'm going to share with you. Anytime you want to complain to someone, complain to somebody who's going to help you get out of it. Or somebody who's going to allow you to see things differently or snap out of it. So Jackie, I don't have people around me that if I say, oh, pobrecita, that they go, come here, baby. Let's, well, maybe my aunt, okay, but she doesn't count. But, you know, I don't have people that can be like she does. She'd be like, and she spoils me. So I don't call her, right? But I only have friends that I call friends are the people that literally tell me the truth, even though it hurts. Yes. And that was him. He said, you have less, you know, less effort. So back to how I did it was, I started this business. So here, if you guys are taking notes on what, what to look for, like, so how I did it was this number one, I looked for a company that was aligned with my values. Like it's really challenging for you to work in a business. Like the other day I heard this um, thing. I, I just got onto clubhouse, right? Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a member of clubhouse. <laughs> I just joined somebody. People kept sending me invites. They're like, you would be so good at this. I'm like, what is this? So anyhow, and I was listening to this entrepreneur group and, uh, and somebody said, they said, it's really funny. I'm in the tea business and I don't even like tea. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so for me, for me, and it might be because of our culture, I can't do that. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, so for those of you guys, how do you have success? Number one, find something that you're aligned with the values. 
Like, if, like, for example, I have no judgment around people doing drugs and marijuana and all of that, but it's not in my, people have asked me, why don't you open that business? You know, that's er real Herbalife stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? Because it's just not, not part, yeah. no judgment. It's just not me. I wouldn't own a cigarette company. I mean, that's just not who I am, right? right. So right. number right. one, find something that you're in line with your values. Number two, you've got to have a real clear vision of what you want. Like if you have, see, my vision was this, get out of my parents' house. That was my vision. <laughs> like, you know, but I feel like sometimes people overcomplicate it. Like they think yeah. that the vision needs to be, I don't know what you think, but it, sometimes it's just like, my vision is, you know, put my son in a better school. My vision is stop asking my significant other for money. My vision is whatever. You might have to start like that. Mm -hmm. so number two is like have a vision like like have a vision of what you want to create why do you need to have a vision because entrepreneurship is no joke you are going to have ups and you're going to have more downs than you have ups and if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing you are going to quit mm -hmm. you're going to quit because as um the guy from shark tank mark cuban says we're the only crazy people that are willing to work 80 hours a week and get paid for 20 or 30 at the beginning. Yeah. And so if you don't have a clear vision, you're gonna quit. So I had a clear vision, get out of my parents' house. Number three, I would say it would be, you know, I had a plan. Like, you know, the vision is great and you can sit there and manifest it all you want, but time to go to work, baby, time to go to work. And here's the thing I will say, the plan needs to be aligned with your vision mm -hmm. because my plan was get out of my parents' house. My vision, sorry, was get out of my parents' house. So every morning when I was working and I would get out of my house and I would go out there and do sales, which is what I did every single day for about six months, I would go to my parents, I would get out of my parents' house. And I would go down to Sacramento and I would sell these products and I would start doing the business and I would hold um, opportunity meetings, finding people that also wanted to make some extra income. Every time things got tough, I would, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Anthony Robbins. And so the other thing I would tell you is like in your plan, you have to have, yes, what are you going to do as far as work? Like all of that, but part of your plan also needs to be like, what are you going to do to keep yourself well, most people would call it motivated, mm. right? I would call it, what do you keep, what do you, what do you, what do, you do to put yourself in that state? Mm -hmm. As Anthony Robbins says, like, so for me, it was specific music, Mary J. Blige in Francisco Cespes. Like I would listen to these songs and a lot of the times, Jackie, I would drive back up to my parents' house without having made a sale that day with tears in my eyes you know, there's a song called La Vida Loca by Francisco Cespes. And that's the song I would sing. And like, I still listen to it. It makes me emotional because I would sing it. And the song says, um, this is the life that I, that I have chosen to live is a very crazy, crazy life. And so I would sing this song, the top of my lungs, and that would put me back in state. So when I would go to my parents' house, I would have the courage to wake up the next day and do it all over again. Mm. So I would say, you know, Find something, find a company, find a plan that's going to align with your values, have a clear vision, make a plan, get to work. And lastly, I would say is you have to have a community that is going to keep you like accountable, keep you pushing. My friend, Jay Serene, I love and hate him so much. <laughs> that's the perfect relationship. Yeah, right? because he would always tell me, are you a millionaire yet? 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 Sandoval, are you a millionaire yet? And he gets under my skin, right? But that's what had me like keep going because everybody thought, Jackie, everybody thought I was crazy to work with Herbalife. Everybody did. Mm. But see, you cannot, you have to see who's giving you advice. I had, I knew what this opportunity could give me. I have the time freedom. I have no limit to how much money I can make as long as I'm willing to work hard and I can do it in the cracks of my day. I get to help people with their health. I get to help people with their, with their wage, with their nutrition, with their energy. So it is something that is in alignment with who I am. Yeah. So therefore, whatever people opinions are like, you can't listen to them. You got to know if it's right for you or not. 
Yes, absolutely. And I love that you gave us a sequence, how to follow it, a strategy. Thank you so much for that. And you know, your your mentor here, Jay Siri, is that what He's you said? He's not my mentor. Don't call him that. Oh, well, <laughs> what, a guy. He would love. He's probably, if I tell him, guess what you were called? My, <laughs> he's my college, uh, my college, uh, I met him in college and we, he was my roommate. We had a, a two-story um, uh, house and there was four men and two women. And so he was one of them. We all lived together. So he will love for you to be like, I am your mentor. He's just my <laughs> Well, if he listens to this interview, he's going to hear it. <laughs> well, you know what? You lit a fire on with her. And so now we have this boss lady, which is amazing, right? I'm so excited to hear more and more and more. Okay. So you're making all this money. And I know in when I was reading your biography that there was a moment where you went back to USC. So tell us, you decided to enter into a program, right? Tell us more about it. What is it? How do you get it? How you go into the program? Do you need to apply? What is it all about? So crazy, right? Talk about manifestation. I remember when I was at USC, some of the, my professors made some of the biggest impacts in my life were there, one of them particularly. And he was the he was a previous Porsche uh, CEO from Porsche, the company. He had been a CEO before with them and he came to, to teach. So I remember he gave me the best advice. And um, so I remember thinking like, I wanna do what he's doing. I wanna have a job or my business and then come back and teach here. And I remember walking the campuses thinking like, one day I'm gonna come and teach here. Now I don't have a PhD, so that's not gonna happen, right? So um, so fast forward, I was, so just to, to tell you something a little bit, really I feel it's important people to know. So I hit a million dollars and I'm not gonna go into it, but I lost it all. I regained it back again. I lost it all, not all, but I lost a lot of it. I got it back up again. So I have rebuilt my business three times. Nice. I think nice. it's important for people to know that because business is not like this. No. So I share that with you because at one of my lowest points of my life, it was in 2000, I think it was 2012, 2013, something like that. I don't even, I don't want to remember. I was very, 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 very depressed. I didn't leave my house for like four months almost. Um, so therefore I wasn't working. Luckily, because of the way Herbalife the way that we make money is that we make residual income. So money keeps coming in as long as I'm doing a certain amount of work, right? So I was still making a really good income. I was living in downtown LA. You would think I had no reason to be depressed. Sometimes the people that have it all have nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was very depressed and I was very, just very lonely. Entrepreneurship is very, very lonely. And um, so what ended up happening was, Again, my beautiful friend Sochi invited me to something. And here's the thing. During that time, I was a yes girl. What do I mean by that? Is that anytime somebody invited me to something, I was like, yes. Because here's the thing. And I feel like hopefully this really strikes a chord with somebody who's listening. And that is that if, you can, if I can give you any piece of advice is this. It's like when you least want to go, it's when you must go. So I was so depressed. I didn't want to leave my house. I was so depressed. I didn't want to do anything. So my girlfriend was like, there's this event at the JW, uh, JW Marriott. Let's just go get your, again, have good people around you. She's like, at least that they get ready. You're coming with us. I'm like, I don't want to go girl. She's like, I'm not asking you get ready. Orale, orale, orale. And I went and that day changed my life because that day I ended up, I ended up meeting somebody who then her name is Connie Perez, who I love so much. Again, who do you surround yourself with? You got to put yourself in places where you can be. Here's my thing. Proximity is power. So I met Connie in the back of the bus and I literally told her this, Jackie. I said, because we were talking. I'm like, do you want to be my friend? I literally said that to her. <laughs> and uh, she's like, yes, we became friends. She kept inviting me to all these events, all these Latino community events. And I was like, just invite me. I'm going to say yes. Again, the moral of the story, you got to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, Connie, um, we went to this thing in Long Beach. And she introduced me to Dr. Davids, Jasmine Davids. And she's like, my friend, Jasmine Davids. And 
I didn't make the best impression with Jasmine that day. And uh, she kept, we kept seeing each other around. She kept seeing me at all these events. She kept seeing me at all these events. And she kept asking, because she wasn't very fond of something I said. And so she kept asking her friend, Connie, who's this girl, Carla? And so Connie, again, you've got to have good people around you. She advocated for me. She's like, no, you've got her all wrong. She's amazing. So Dr. Davids kept looking into who I was, kept coming around, kept meeting her. And so finally, one day, she came over to my house. She's like, can I come over? And I'm thinking, I don't even know this lady. And uh, she came over and she started asking me all kinds of questions. Like, was I happy? I was like, no. And she asked me what I've done, what, you know, about how I've done my business, how I built teams, how I built a multi-million dollar in sales business, how I did all of this. And she said, I'm creating a program. Nobody knew at the time. She's like, I please don't tell anybody. I'm creating a program. Back then, it was called the Latina Global Executive Leadership Program. Very long name. And it was partnered with USC. And this program was, is designed to help. Back then, it's Latinas. Now it's multicultural. Now it's open to everybody. But it's a program that's designed to help women um, bring out their authentic leadership. It's a program that's designed to help women discover who they, how they became, who, like all the stories I just told you guys, I know them because I've done the program. And so we draw out our map and you start to see moments where you are like, oh, these were pivotal moments in my life. They're called crucibles. And so we did that. And uh, she did that. I'm sorry for the, for the leadership. And then I noticed that um, the entrepreneurs in the program were not connecting with the curriculum as much as everybody else because they're entrepreneurs. So I opened my mouth and I said, you know, I really feel that they need something different. So she came to me. She said, would you like to teach it? I'll, you know, and uh, and I was like, um, and so you saw these <laughs> books like so again opportunity knocks on your door. What do you do? You figure it out. You create and it. Said, yeah. And so she was like, but she told me the truth. She said, cause I have a, I, I'm a very different person now, but I used to be very defensive. Um, I used to have a unhealthy ego. And so, um, she told me, but my question is, could you get out of your own way? Yeah. And I was wow. like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that is a huge, that was a gift. That's a beautiful gift. So wow. I said, I don't know what that means. And she said, can you lead powerful, other powerful women? Can you lead them and still be gracious? And so guess, I'm like, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. So the moment I left that meeting in Orange County at Pan Pan Panera Cafe thingy, um, I left and I got onto Amazon and I ordered all the Max, the John Maxwell leadership books. I ordered every book you could possibly imagine. And I started to learn and to develop myself. And now I've been working with her for since for, this is, we're on our sixth year together. Um, so I teach women, women entrepreneurs, how to scale and grow their business and how to align who they are to their business. So in addition to my Herbalife business, I mean, this is what I do with Herbalife. What I do with Herbalife is I teach people how to grow business from nothing. So at my USC program with Dr. Davids, it's called the Multicultural um, Leadership Institute. And um, when you go on there, you'll see all the information. There's different programs that she has. And, uh, and so I teach the entrepreneur section, just really teaching women how to align themselves and how to scale their business um, to the next level. Beautiful. Wow. Boom. Mic drop. I'm seriously like, I'm like, I'm a fan. And you know, um, Sandra, I know a lot of women who actually went through the program oh, really? and, and they keep telling me like, Jackie, you got to go and you got to, and I'm like, see, 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 see this place, this place, this place. Cause I'm like, my journey, um, as you might know, it's like, I've been a lawyer now for over 20 years and I've been like, maybe the past three or plus years, I've been really more aligned with the whole transformational life coaching. And that's where my business is heading. And um, so I've got the logic and then I've got this whole like, woo, 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 where the woo meets the do, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's the perfect combination. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's super important that people you know, just amigas out there to understand that if you want to be successful in life, you need to work on yourself first. Number one, you, 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 
you know, align yourself with people that have really support you. Not, not they say that they support you, but they actually show you. How would you say that women would know the difference? Yes. How would, how, how would I say? Oh, you're interviewing me. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm curious because I feel that maybe I don't see it the same way. Cause I'm very fortunate that I only have people around me that are very like, um, very blunt, but my husband always tells me like, there's certain people, Carla, that you think they support you, but they don't. So I'm really curious. Yes. No. How do you know when somebody says that they support you and that they really do? Like, I'm really, I'm, I'm really asking you for me. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for that question. So basically what I have learned in these years is that, you know, when you transition in life, like you're going from one job or two, or or you you're from one job to an entrepreneur position, or you go into like a different program in your life. You need to notice who is actually following you, who's actually um, checking up on you, right? Like it's like, are they sending you a text once in a while? You don't need to know them that they're gonna be there for you every step of the way, but you'll know in your heart and soul that they're there for you because you can always find, send a text and say like, Hey, Amiga, I need your support in this. And boom, no questions asked. They just do it. So it's a, it's, you have to be aligned with your authentic self. You know, you really need to know. And fortunately for me, and I know there's some Amigas out there, I'm a bit of an empath. So I know like energy wise, like who is really in it for me and who is not. And I've had that gift since I was a little girl. So I've always surrounded myself by beautiful individuals. And I knew exactly the point where, when I felt like, oh no, this energy does not align with me. This energy just doesn't, they say they support me, but they don't. And it's, it's a, uh, it's practice. You know, I thankfully God divine intervention has allowed me to open up my pathways. I mean, I haven't done the ayahuasca, but I will, which is going to show you and level up like the subconscious to a whole different degree. And, um, but I'm telling you, like, if you really are aligned with your, your inner work, your soul's contract, because you've got that, you'll be able to decipher who is there for you or not. And, and you'll see how the universe is going to start pulling people away from you. They're just, it's just going to open up because you're more expansive. Now you're not closed. So God is just sent. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer with God. So universe spirit or your uh, infinite intelligence, some would say, but aligning first like that will allow you to make that distinction between who is there to support you and who is not. Got and it. you know, and if you need a little bit more of um, a more of a, a routine or something, meditation is yeah. is essential because then it's that point that you do your breath work, you meditate, and then you put your vision out there, and you're going to see that slowly people are going to fall off of that vision. People that you thought that had your your back no longer align with you, and you know it because your gut tells you. Your gut never lies. That's that's the universe sending you messages. So amigas, we are super, we are, we are so powerful beyond measure. And and God just wants the best from you. Like really, like I just like I get giddy just thinking, like, oh my God, like I could get everything if I want, you know? It's like, and so he sends me all these angels, you know, like I just knew, like Sandra, she's God send me Sandra, God send me Carla. You know what I mean? You just, it's just, it opens up. People will say yes without, well, but, but this, no. They say yes because they are aligned with your energy, with your soul, and they know who you are. Yeah. Thank so. you. <laughs> I don't know if I, I might've gone on a tangent there. <laughs> no, it's perfect. But, you know, I think that what you're doing is fantastic. So now you're a director, right? The director there at USC at this amazing program and you're leading women. And I know what I've read from your bio that you are the founder and CEO of the entrepreneur intelligence. Is that what it, what it is? Okay. So tell us what is, what is this company about? Well, I actually cannot talk about, well, it's part of the program that I do with USC. I actually got okay sued using that name uh it's oh. interesting. no it's fine um it's interesting because um 
this is probably something that we should all ban. I did not know this about the magazine. So I don't know if you know Entrepreneur Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. When I Googled it, something came up like, yes. Yeah. yeah so okay. Entrepreneur Magazine sued me um, for having that name um, because they feel that they have the right to the word entrepreneur so they, and I know, I know it's really, really <laughs> interesting. Um, so I just, you know, it's something that I, I was really shocked. And the lawyer that represented me, he was like, if I could, we should fight them. I'm like, look, I am not going to fight Entrepreneur Magazine, right? And they have shut down so many businesses that use the name on so many um, uh, intelligent, like, like um, educational courses that use the word entrepreneur, they will sue them to make them close their name and sell their name and all that kind of stuff. So Entrepreneur Intelligence was a company that I started to, to, um, to teach at USC. So it, that, that is the program is being the director of the entrepreneur path inside of that program. That's the company that was, that formed it, but I had to dissolve it because Entrepreneur Magazine decided that they wanted the name. <laughs> okay. But you still, uh, you still teach the processes of the systems. It's just under a different name. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's just under me now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Even better. It's got your name. No one can sue you because it's yeah. got your name. <laughs> and I can tell you that because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> so exactly. this is fantastic. Oh my God. You know what? I always run out of time with my guests because I'm like, man, I need to have my podcast like two hours. <laughs> La charla, it's like fantastic. I love it. So amiga, before we end this episode, I'd love to know, you know, I ask this question for all my amigas out there. I say, how, how can Amiga handle their shit? Like one or two tips, how an Amiga can handle their shit. Well, I'll tell you how I've been able to this last year. I feel like this last year I've had a huge transition and I would say, I don't know how to word this pro properly, appropriately without sounding cliche, but you know, I feel that when you, and I know that we've, we've heard this a lot when you truly know who you are mm -hmm. and you mentioned it. And like, I've done a lot of years of therapy. I've done landmark. I've done Anthony Robbins. I've done all kinds of things. So like conceptually, I understood like when I'm good, things are going to be good when I'm aligned. And when I'm like, when I handle my stuff with me, everything else would align. And my therapist would always be like, if I wanted to complain about anything, she would come back and be like, what are you doing for you? I'm like, stop. I don't look, look, it is not about me, but I finally understood Jackie that it is mm -hmm. that if you want to handle your shit, you want to handle your stuff. The first person you got to handle is you like, no kidding. Like I wake up in the morning and I wake up before anybody else wakes up. And I have um, my Herbalife tea every single morning and I spend some time with me. I meditate. I ground my energy because as you can tell, I have a lot of energy and I could be a freaking tornado. <laughs> so if I want to handle my stuff 2021, it starts with number one, handling me. What does that mean? Doing things that make me feel good, doing things that make me feel powerful and not putting myself in situations that dis that that disempower or discredit me or make me feel less than like I, yesterday something happened. And I literally told myself, Carla, this is not good for you. I literally told myself this, remove yourself. And I walked away and I did something else. So I would say, if you really want to handle your stuff, 2021, it starts with you really, really, really like no kidding, handling yourself first, meaning what makes you feel good? What makes you feel powerful? If it means doing your makeup, if it means whatever, do it. And what are the things that disempower you? Notice the things that don't serve you and remove yourself from them. Oh, yes. I love that. I think that many of us uh, are placed in positions and that we continue to stay there for whatever X, Y, Z reasons. We continue to stay there and it's just disempowering. And so you start like getting so, so like a little but like a little bubble like you just like muy coibida. you know it's just like oh my god you got to get out of that and get away from people like that those are like energy suckers you don't want to be around energy suckers you know and if you cannot get away from them let me tell you a little tip and that is that when you're so good with you when you're so good with you even if the energy suckers are around you 
like shell yourself because maybe you work with them and just you cannot let them get to you. You need to be like, for me, Jackie, I snap my fingers and I'm like, get over it, Carla, get over it. And I like, like the Anthony, I, 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 um, I interrupt my state. So if you cannot get a, a, away from things or people or situations that suck your energy, just remember, go to the bathroom. Like Jackie said, meditate, ground yourself, like be good with you so that when you come back out there to the world of haters, you're a shield and it doesn't affect you as much. Amen. I love that. I love your tips. Oh, thank you so much, Carla. There's just, it's like a, it's a breath of fresh air because, you know, I think um, many amigas out there like aren't, aren't aware of the fact that there's personal development that you really, that that is where you need to be first, get grounded, get uh, do meditation, change your state, the, get it yourself in those circles because then you're going to be like, oh my God, I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. Beautiful. Eternally grateful for you, Carla. And I just, you know, amigas out there, follow Carla, you know, can tell, tell them how they can find you, Carla. So yes, on Instagram, it's uh, Carla Boss Lady. On uh, my YouTube channel is also Carla Boss Lady. On Facebook, it's uh, Carla Boss Lady, my page. And my personal page is Carla Sandoval. You'll see me wearing a blue like vest um, uh, jacket. And uh, yeah, you can connect with me in any of those platforms. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. You heard it now, amigas. Thank you so much, Carla, so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.